0: Welcome to our special launch interview series, where Paul and I speak to successful online entrepreneurs about their launches. In this interview, we talk to Mariana Henninger. Mariana is a documentary filmmaker and Emmy award-winning producer and recently transitioned into the online space. She's had some launches under her belt, and she continues to persist in learning so much along the way. She's had a lot of successes in just a short amount of time. And in this interview, we talk a little bit more about that and some of the things she's learned as she's continuing to launch, continuing to grow, and continuing to pursue on. So let's go ahead and listen to her interview. Welcome, Mariana. We're super excited to have you here on the podcast today and really excited to talk a little bit more about your business journey. <laughs> great to be here. Really, really great
2: to chat with you guys. Awesome.
1: Yeah, awesome. We're, we're really excited. And and just before we begin, just curious if we can kind of take a moment and uh, just more properly maybe begin can explain who you are, who you serve, what you're working on these days. Uh, that way our audience gets to know you a little bit.
2: Yeah, of course. So, I am currently serving course creators, digital entrepreneurs in general, but I focus on course creators and coaches, Uh, and my background is in documentary filmmaking, and what I do is basically bring that passion for really personal, intimate storytelling and help them create what I call a brand video, and a brand video is like a two to four minute video that tells their story in a way that resonates with their audience, so there's a lot of like messaging work that goes behind the scenes, but then I also then help them think about what are the compelling visuals that we can use to tell your story, how to kind of bring it all together into one single video that their audience watches and they'll never see them in the same way again. They'll never confuse them with anybody else and never sort of not remember who they are after watching that.
1: So that's incredible because you, you, you referenced two very extremely different things. So documentary filmmaker over here and then <laughs> over here, like helping people with their brand videos. Can you explain maybe a little background on like how that transition uh, happened for you in your world?
2: For sure. So I've been a documentary filmmaker for 15 years. Um, I've worked for all sorts of folks from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, uh, Washington Post, uh, just a bunch, like a lot in the journalism field, but always as a documentary filmmaker. So even if they were like four or five minute pieces kind of on the shorter side up to I think my. Probably the biggest piece was around 45 minutes and it took many, many months to do, Uh, but it was always focused on one or two or very few people's kind of emotional, intimate, like going deep into their story to sort of illustrate a bigger picture. And so I was boots on the ground, which is kind of the phrase we use in the industry all over the world for that many years. Um, And... 2018 I won an Emmy and then last year I was nominated for another one and so I really felt like I was able to um you know what it is when you do what you love and then you're like oh I guess like I do do this kind of well <laughs> and that just sort of happened with me I was just like in love with what I was doing the whole time and never and always wanted to do more but never really um I you know I, I essentially thought that my entire career was going to be in filmmaking and what happened was I had been at NBC for about five years and towards the end, I really felt like I was a fish swimming and hitting the, the swimming pool walls, you know, like many corporations, their roles, their, you know, ways to do things. And I felt like my storytelling just couldn't be contained anymore or I couldn't be contained anymore. I just felt contained and it worked. It was a wonderful position for a very long time. I loved it. I got to see the world, um, on a corporate card and not my own and, uh, meet so many amazing people. But what happened was I identified that I was kind of a closeted entrepreneur this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, my entire life for, I, I kind of started as a business girl at age six. Like I had my first business at age six. I created this like elementary school. I'm going to help you, um, transition from kindergarten to first grade I'm going to teach you how to read and essentially I set up a classroom inside of a shed and I charged kids from my neighborhood 25 cents a day um, to come and learn how to read sit on a cardboard box and in a hot shed (laughs) of summer I think or you know during the school year as well and I would like snag extra Xerox copies from school and it was just like finagled and put together but it was my first business and I just always have always wanted to make my own money and do my own thing. Um, and obviously those pieces don't always make sense until they do. And I look back, I'm like, oh, this has been going on for a long time here. Um, but anyway, I even have like a copy of a letter that I sent to the parents, like your child really does need to bring the 25 cents. like, this isn't free. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, I appreciate her. And I misspelled appreciate, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> So long story short, going back to NBC, I just felt like there'd come a time where I wanted to expand. I wanted to do more. And I honestly was paid really, really well. I was kind of at the ceiling or one of the highly paid people that I knew of doing what I was doing. And I was like, this is still not as much as I want to make. This is still not the impact that I want to have. And I kind of put the pieces together and I was like, I think there's more for me in the entrepreneurial world like these are the folks that i really resonate with i love learning about sales and marketing even though i had a job i had a nine-to-five so i wasn't like using those skill sets beyond like pitching my stories i guess so that's that's how those two worlds kind of came together or they were kind of living inside of me and they manifested into this idea that i had last year what if i could take what i love doing which is like personal intimate storytelling You know, a good documentary, I even get chills talking about this. A good documentary, the reason why I love documentaries is that it can can change the way you see the world. You Mm. You can be transported into somebody else's shoes and see life through their eyes in a completely different way than you've ever seen the world before or their world before. So that's what I love and what drew me to documentary filmmaking. And I'm like, I also love business world and nobody is doing this. Like nobody's doing that. That's not fair. A couple of people are doing this at a very high level. Russell Brunson's one of them. He invests like a ton of money in these feature documentaries, right? About his business, about different programs that he runs. And yet I've never seen this like really well done on a much smaller individual entrepreneur scale. So we know how powerful storytelling is. That's another reason I love working with my ideal customer uh, with like digital entrepreneurs It's like, they already know the power of storytelling. They understand the concepts of building trust because they buy courses. So they are in a way, you know, they have gone down funnels that their audience will go down as well. And they can kind of think through, well, what made me wanna buy from this person? Was it just the promised results? Was it just the amazing features of their program? Was it just the copy? And oftentimes it kind of is a combination of all those things. But in there, what I help them see is like, you know what, all of those things kind of set the stage, but ultimately you hit buy because you like that person. The like factor is the thing that we forget in this journey so much. You know, we, we talk about the know, the awareness of getting yourself out there, value, value, value all day long, right? And then we want to go straight to the trust, like just buy from me because you've known me. And yet, like, how do they actually like working with you? Do they actually do they know what you stand for as a person, what your values are, like who, what you would be like to learn from. And what I like to say is that we micro dose our audience with our personality. Cause we don't, we talk so little about ourselves. We want to focus on the value that they have to like piece together who you are from tiny bits of content over the course of a month or 10 months or a year, depending like however long your sales cycle is. And it takes people to actually buy from you. Okay, so they're sold that you're the expert but then who are you you know who's the person behind the expertise mm-hmm.
1: um, so when you when you look at both of these worlds though you went from having all the skill set and the documentary background and and really knowing how to tell story and then on the other side you very quickly went into went right into internet marketing speak and you named out a couple of people that we know uh, as well. Did did your journey going from like working at NBC and being in that world to like being in this online marketing world, you know, did you invest in certain courses? Did you invest in certain programs that kind of like got you into this world uh, for you to even see this void, this gap that, yeah. you, that you've experienced?
2: Yeah, I am a courseaholic. I have <laughs> <I'm
1: laughs> recovery, all- I
2: would say. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I know a lot. And I also know who I want to learn from. And so I've really been able to dim down the voices and just focus on the couple of folks that I'm learning from. And also a lot of just-in-time learning. It might be interesting. I'm going to do that later, but it'll be, it'll come back again. There'll be another challenge. There'll be another webinar, but I did invest super heavily. You know, I'm still kind of doing the math of (laughs) the financial toll from all this investment last year, which I, you know, I'm so happy for, but I invested in in really expensive masterminds, and all were great. Um, some of them were just not not the right fit for how early on I was in the business, but it really expanded my world, my networking, uh, especially through those masterminds. So I love a good mastermind. Like there's no there's no lose in mastermind. It's just a win-win, and it could be an explosive win if you do it right.
1: So, so you had this whirlwind in a in a very short period of time, transitioning this industry, going from one industry into this online space, and you dug really in uh, very quickly. You didn't come into this with a big, huge list and a big, huge following and all this influence. You're really behind the camera, behind the scenes. The oh, yeah. people waited; they probably saw your name on a credit line somewhere. You know, they didn't like change <laughs> a channel or fast forward or right. you know, move ahead. If we came back uh, to your first launch. Mm -hmm. you know, that you just did. And and I know it's one of the reasons why we were talking, because a lot of people have this perception, like they have to have a big, huge list before they launch the first time. And I know when, when I felt out and was looking for people, you know, for this opportunity, you were like, Hey, I've, I have a really good scenario where like, I didn't have a really huge list. And, and I wonder if you can share like that experience, like even like how you felt during that period and like how the, how did the launch go itself?
2: Yeah, so I am a huge believer in beta launching, which is what I did earlier this year. So I basically beta launched with three students, um, including myself, by the way. So that would be a fourth student. I went through my own process and my brand video is going to be edited soon. And boy, did, was that really, that was a really interesting experience to go through my own program and be like, how do I do this? OK, I need to like, explain this then. Um Anyway, so the beta test was, or the beta launch, if you will, the beta uh, cohort was a wonderful testing ground for the program. And it helped me get my feet wet. It helped me, it's a learning experience through and through. And that's how I see my my most recent launch as well. Um, It really is, I'm getting paid to learn. I'm getting paid to build this. I'm getting paid to get results and get testimonials. Like this is freaking awesome but to your point my lead magnet i launched it so we i want to say 4 months ago i did not before that i did not have anything and so and i still don't have a website if you go on brandmagnetic.com all you see is my lead magnet that's it so i have a couple other pages like a waitlist page and i have um, my masterclass page sales page but aside from my, but those are not even linked in sort of that main page right now, which is my lead magnet that is front and center. And so I, what, again, I didn't have a website, so I didn't need to pop up cause that's what you got. And yeah. so what I do do is you might notice on my zoom, I don't have my last name on there. Luckily my name is a little bit different than most. It's Mariana, you don't see a ton of me's around here. Uh, but then I have my website right next to that. And I feel like every time I enter zoom, And I, you know, I'm in different groups. I'm in the Female Founders Collective. I'm in Hey Mama, which is a different entrepreneur group for moms. um, In Momentum, which is Amy's group. And I do feel like people go to my website from just seeing my name on Zoom pop up in the chat or if I'm on camera. And then another kind of big push for my email list, which is right now, like maybe 200 people, not too many more than that. I got invited to participate in a bundle. I actually hesitated participating, which is kind of silly looking back. Cause it was amazing. Uh, but I was like, I don't have anything to sell. And I really want to, anyway, I figured it out. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I feel like the folks who grabbed my offer, it was maybe like 80 or 90% of people. Was- it was like very, very high. And so that was an amazing number to me. Cause I was like, wow, I just, again, if for nothing else, not only did a ton of people join my list, but also I just got validation that people want this. This is interesting. It's speaking to them. And what I did was it was a masterclass. I created a sales page and I said, actually, this masterclass costs $297. And I'm gonna give it to you, you get it for free in the bundle. But I think it helped create this perception of value, which again I'm I'm teaching from 15 years of experience, an Emmy and a nomination. Like i I am delivering value, but I think just I knew I didn't want to come in as a low ticket offer because what I'm offering is very differentiative. And what I did, Paul was and Melissa. I had like a, I had an upsell on that checkout page for a one on one, and that was three ninety seven. Lo and behold, people paid three ninety seven for one hour with me, and I was like, darn, that's pretty cool too it's awesome to hear this. It's awesome to hear that, you know, you, you try
0: new things, you're testing new things, you jumped right in and that beta launch again, that, that gave you an opportunity to, you know, get paid while you were learning along the process, which I think it's so important for people to go through that beta process. Now going through moving forward, as you're going to be doing more launching, how do you think your launches are going to evolve over time? What do you, what do you
2: see? And what are some of the things that are you focusing on with that? Totally. So um, I think it's worth, Uh, describing how I did this most recent launch. I was busy preparing for this bundle and like, what am I going to teach in this masterclass? And I started putting together a podcast. I was really firing in a few too many directions. And I was like, wait, I am building all of these things. And yet I don't feel like I have the program yet. And I I don't want to build it without selling it, but I also haven't tried to sell it. I haven't really tried to sell it, you know, aside from the few students that I got, literally from building a relationship or as an intro and here's an email. Does this interest you in any way? Very gentle kind of pitch. And so I kind of kicked myself in the butt in the middle of June. I'm like, I'm teaching this masterclass and I have nothing to hook them afterwards. And granted, it's not a webinar. They've paid for it. Folks, some folks paid in full by the way. And so, you know, outside of the bundle and uh, and I was like, what am I doing? Like it's summertime. This is it. There are leaves on the trees and the sun's out. This is the time to film brand videos, not in the dead of winter. And I, why am I waiting for a fall launch? Like I need to to run through this. So that's why I call it like a really, really soft launch because I basically talked about it at the very end of this two hour masterclass. So, you know, if you dropped off at 45 minutes, you didn't hear about a thing. Um, you know, or after an hour because a lot of people just kind of, you know, a lot an hour for something like this. Um, and I gently mentioned it in my email list. Sure enough, I started getting some bites. I got bites from the actual masterclass, the first sales came through, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, this thing really works." You know what it's like? I've been studying about webinars or hearing about webinars and people are building entire empires around webinars, and that was the first time I actually experienced what it was like to do something completely imperfect. I just focused on teaching and giving, giving value. <laughs> I taught, I told my own story as well, but at the end, it was just like, this is how I can help you do this, you know? And here's my invitation to you. It's not pushy. I'm not, there's, you know, there's, there's some scarcity cause it's not going to be open forever. Um, but, uh, or, or, um, urgency, I mean, but, um, and so what I did Melissa essentially with this, July, so I called it the summer intensive, the July program. And what I did was literally build it as I went. I had the outline and that's freaking about it. Y'all I, <laughs> I was building slide. I was having my VA build slides sometimes morning of, um, I was preparing everything one or two days in advance of teaching. And I also offered like office hours. My goal in this cohort is really like guarantee of success. Like I am here for you in every single way, again, because every touch point I have with them, it's me learning. Every touch point I have is an idea for content. Every touch point I have is an email. Every, like every question, everything that comes my way from them is richness for me. And so I was like, how can I be the most available possible without obviously, you know, burning out or, I I still have other things to do and I still have other parts of the business to run, but how can I really make sure that they are set up for success? So that was my launch. And one thing that one of the students pointed out to me that I didn't even realize was how scrappy this thing was. Mm -hmm. I still haven't decided what platform I'm going to use to host my course. Therefore, I am not paying for anything right now. And yet students are getting everything. I created a Facebook group. I'm recording everything on Zoom because I'm teaching live. All of the replays are going straight into the Facebook group. I did create, so my, my website is in WordPress. So I did create one single page that hosts all of the replays and that's password protected. Um, and so I'm like, oh shoot, I just got to like having costs related to hosting a course. <laughs> um, and it was a student that pointed that out not from a cost perspective. She was just like, I am so sick and tired of creating a new login for every single thing I buy. And so she's like, this was so amazing. I didn't have to create a login. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> like you have it.
1: So I, I love it because there's, there's so much that you've already covered that I just want to unpack because it's so easy to go past so many little nuggets that you're just your own experience uh, that you did. But uh, you loop back and you did use the word "scrappy" because that's how I was seeing it. It's like what what I really admire is that uh, a lot of people in this internet marketing space, they're perpetual learners. Like we, when we talked about it earlier on, we're all courseaholics and we're trying to, you know, we're in recovery uh, and time to time re- relapse, but, but just something that it's hard with the shiny objects that it always is like, Oh, I'm going to launch when I learn the next thing. I learn the next thing. I learn the next thing. And then some, a lot of people are in that perfectionism mode and they just don't ever take action. And then what I love about what you've done is it, you know, coming back to that scrappiness, it's like, Hey, I'm just going to fly. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'll build the airplane while it's flying oh, and right. I'll figure it out. And it's something we talk about all the time. And it's just a truism is like the best marketing you can ever have, have is the feedback loop mm-hmm. you know, is like, people will tell you what they want. People will tell you what they don't want. And you're, as you're delivering, as you were just saying, there's like, you're imperfected, You're learning what they really want. That way you didn't build something. Cause that's what we see a lot of people also do yeah. is they'll, they'll spend a lot of time, energy and effort, like building a course or a program out and then they try to force feed it like it's broccoli in the in the cereal aisle at the, at the grocery store, you know, and they're trying to get that force feed it to the kid, like, take the broccoli, you know, it's like, if you just got the feedback loop, you are purposely and intentionally just building it as you go. And it's really also cool that you, you just mentioned um, about the Facebook group and the one pager. Melissa and I are, we have an inner circle, uh, which is a very hefty investment that uh, people make. And it started as a Facebook post. No sales page, no landing page. It was like if people said yes, we DM back and forth, maybe jump on the Zoom call. They got a a link to a cart uh, page and it was a Zoom call and a Facebook group originally. Now it's much, much more like incredibly more now but that scrappiness of like just getting out of your head and just taking action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I really love and admire like what you've done in a very short period of time. Cause so many people are like, they they've been in this for several years, buying a lot of courses and programs. Oh, yeah. And they're just in that learning that student phase that inaction phase, like things need to be perfect. Now, now I'm just wondering if you, if you had a chance to talk to one of those course owners outside of you doing the brand videos and everything like that, um, you know, you definitely separate yourself from probably the majority of the people that are going through those same courses just by you taking action. And then like your, your mind even opening what's possible where it's like, oh yeah, I just recently learned about how to do webinars. I know other people in them. Wow. People are actually saying yes to my webinar, <laughs> Money, this is awesome. I can mm-hmm. do this. It then becomes addictive. Uh, but if you, if you rewound back to, and, and you looked at like other people, like in, Programs that you're in cohorts with, like, uh, like Amy's program that you're referencing earlier on, uh, Amy Porterfield's program, like, um, what would you tell that person that maybe thinks that they need to have like 2000 people in their email list, or oh they gosh. need to have all the things built already? Right. Like, is there any advice that you would give that person to like help them get jump started uh, in right. their world?
2: I think it's critically important to do a lot of ICA calls like talk to your audience ad nauseum, be in their heads, understand what they say, what their pain points are. So essentially you're not only getting your messaging, you're not learning only things for your messaging, but also for your actual offer. So that's number one. Like I have a friend who I kind of coached, funny enough, I'm already coaching. a friend. I brought her out of like the DP world and she sold her, she sold out her course, like five-figure launch in less than 36 hours um she did 50 ICA calls in like two weeks she was like on the phone constantly with her ICA and sure enough she had all the data she had the language she had how they wanted to learn what exactly they wanted to learn but sold her court like five-figure launch after I had to like twist her arm to even build this business um but so ICA calls ad nauseum like do not underestimate the power of doing a lot of these calls. And then the second thing is you don't really have a business until you sell. So that's kind of the awakening that I had in June. I'm like, okay, so I've sold, you know, I had sold at that point and I knew I was, I was still figuring out how to do it, which is, is kind of a really important part of becoming uh, a teacher if you've never taught before. So I wasn't coming from doing this one-on-one. Right. And I think, if you have that experience, then you kind of already know the frameworks a bit better. You have a sort of a leg up. Um, in my case, I have never taught somebody how to do a brand video, how to think about their story, how to think about their visuals, how to put it all together. I've never done that before. As a teacher, I'd always just done it for them. And so I, my, I was stuck on the how. Folks might be stuck on the how. Other folks might already have the how. But until you sell, until you actually make that offer, have it available for people to buy, then it's a hobby, right? It's not a business. And I, I just think that you can spin your wheel so much, spend so much money on training. Like you said, be the forever student, the forever learner, taking that first step and deciding that this is the moment I'm gonna sell, whether it flops or not, is gonna be the learning experience. If it flops, you go back and you're like, what's wrong? Messaging, is it offer, is it delivery? Is it, I'm not telling my story properly, contact me <laughs> if it's, you know, it, it there's gotta be an issue somewhere that you're going to fix, but you only know it if you do it, if you put yourself out there and do it, you know, and honestly, if you're looking for places to spend your money, go take a vacation in Maldives. Like don't, don't keep spending that money on learning business. If you're not going to build a business by doing it. I love that. That's that's such solid
0: advice. And it, it's it is scary for someone jumping into that to put themselves out there to sell. But you're absolutely right. That's that's the moment when you you know collect a payment for that, that service given that it really becomes a business. And um right. I think it's really awesome to hear just you just went into it like, okay, this is it, this is a business. I gotta put myself out there. Right. Now with that same theme, what have you found has been some of if you have any tips that you could share with our audience of how you attract how you attract clients into your world. And I know you said, you know, knowing your
2: client with those calls is really great, but is there anything else that you do to attract those yeah. clients? Yeah. I mean, I'm clearly not yet on Instagram. If you go on the brand magnetic Instagram, you're going to be a lot among like my, my fans that are there waiting for me to post the second post. I have one <laughs> reel up right now. <laughs> um, coming very, very soon. Like I've finished teaching this cohort and now it's like social podcast guessing. So that's the next one, which is I'm going to use to build this list. Thank you so much for having me. Here we are. Um, And, um, but to answer your question, my email list was tiny. Um, The thing I did was be present in the groups. So be genuinely present. It's a, you know, this is not original advice to me. This is, this is kind of what we all either know intuitively or have heard at least before, which is, just kind of be present. I love being in these groups. I genuinely love entrepreneurs. So I'm like, this, this is my family. This, this is my, this is my tribe. And so I have like an alert set up for every time somebody posts on momentum, I don't have the alerts coming to my phone. Cause that would be terrible. I wouldn't get anything done. So I don't have them coming to my phone, but every time I decide to check Facebook, lo and behold, like some of these groups that I'm in are, I I have this reminder to go in there, to check, to see what's going on see what people are talking about. And then offer my advice where I can, you know, be that, be that encouraging word, be that shoulder, offer to connect, offer to do ICA calls for other people. Like that's a great way to connect just by being of service, you know, and then just don't be shy about telling your story. You know, you're not pushing that on anyone, but you would do that with a friend. So this is, this is kind of my spiel, which is like, I want to feel before I've bought anything from you, that we've had coffee together, Mm -hmm. that we've had a chat, that, that we've had this friendly conversation, you know, without it being in the scope or in the sort of universe of you're going to pitch me on the course. Right. (laughs) You know, so that sort of conversation is the best way to eventually get somebody to buy, but ultimately like you're building your network, you're building your your friendships. And um, so just look at it as opportunities to get to know people, have them get to know you. And it's just, it, it will happen because that's how we work as humans. You know, that's what yeah. trust is. Like, like will let's even start thinking about what trust is. It's like, humans trust humans. Like we we trust somebody we like, we, we like them. And then we try, you know, I know it sounds gimmicky to kind of keep saying those three words, but ultimately that's just how we function um, as friends, like if you're offering me, you know, if you're telling me about your plumber, like, oh, now I've gotten to know you a bit better. So, yeah, hell yeah, I trust your plumber recommendation. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah I think I think it's interesting. I'm glad you're bringing up that point because a lot of people do go into communities or Facebook groups. It's something we even coach on our, ourselves. But there's a, you know, th- there's this non-self-awareness that people have sometimes when they get online They want to skip steps and go right to the jugular in in a way. And it's like, well, in the real world, if you had parallels in the real world, if you went to a networking group or you went into a new group of people, you went into a room, You wouldn't go to every single person every 30 seconds, say, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing, you know, because quickly nobody would want to talk to you. You know, it's all about depth, depth of relationships, being Mm -hmm. tuned in. A lot of times people think that I'm an introvert when I go in in the real world into a new room. It's because I spend the majority of the time listening and observing Mm -hmm. to see like, how do I fit in this room? How do I fit into the conversation? Instead of just being the one that's like the bull in China closet that just comes out and then right. interrupts the entire space. And I, th- I think a lot of people do that equivalent in, in social media and in, in mm. spaces that they're not familiar with. They, they skip several steps in like natural relationship building right. and they just go, they go right to that, that, that hardcore commitment type thing. And so yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that because a lot of people don't have a lot of ton of money or don't have big lists and you've been able to do it very organically in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Just with some of like your the little tip that you gave earlier on with the you know putting your brand, you know, your identity and, and the Zoom name uh mm-hmm. itself, you know, and showing up and giving value in, in these communities. Uh we we always look at it going like if if you were to go into a room, whoever the host was, you'd almost want to for us, we want to come across like the host would want to take us around the room and introduce us to everybody. Oh, so exactly. when when we're online and we're in these when these Facebook groups or these communities, it's like how can we be the best example of a an incredible community um, member, yeah. not here to take, but if we give and pour into the community, that admin would, in a way, virtually take us around the room uh, yeah. in their own way. Um, I know it's been a short period of time for you in this transition, this life transition, but you had all this experience and background of other things. I mean, you know, you at least you're not selling you know um, twenty five cent courses right now that you did at, at six years old. You know, but, but you know, so you did raise your prices. I a, love a, a that. Little I'm little totally
2: common courses.
1: <laughs> the twenty five cent course. You know, not the, you
2: know. the ultimate low ticket offer. <laughs> exactly.
1: yeah. For your kindergarten. How low can you go? How low can you go? Uh, and so it. Oh, but in in that transition of this small period of time, because you've had some of this feedback even yeah. though it's in a short period of time. Because a lot of people that we talk to, it's really interesting because we have this elongated period of time. Like, oh, they launched years ago and mm-hmm. now they have this new you know, perspective and experience of like this amount of time that has passed. But I'm, it's even more interesting to be like, okay, in the short period of time yeah. for you, you, know, you have this feedback loop. You've had some, oh, I did that and I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to lean on that a little bit more. Is there anything that you would tell that pre-beta version of yourself, like even this short period of time, any perspective or guide, like wisdom that you've pulled initially, that you just even rewind back to like earlier in this year, that you would tell your your previous version of yourself,
2: it's gonna work out.
1: It's, <laughs> it's gonna, really gonna out. work. <laughs> just do it. Stop. you know,
2: I, I didn't hesitate too much because I, I mean, I am on a mission to build an empire, and so my my goal is so freaking big that yeah. there's no like. There's no hesitancy, I'm just like pushing forward. I think what I would have told myself is, um, this is like, Alex Ramosi preaches this. is like, just focus on building that amazing offer. Not just from a selling standpoint of and offer, but like the delivery of the offer of being incredible. Um, that's gonna be the easiest way to sell because you're not gonna have to sell. It's gonna do the selling for you. Your students are gonna do the selling for you. Um, your The results are gonna, the brand videos they create are gonna do the selling for you. Um, and so, yeah, so I've, I've never like super hesitated. I think the one thing that I've learned, so <laughs> this is an even smaller like gap of time that I've learned this and now I'm telling myself is, um, I, so the thing that I'm working on right now, obviously I talk like crazy because I'm so like, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a huge talker, but I just, I'm so passionate about these things. So it's hard to like, just, you know, use less words. Um, and so that's what I need to do. I just need to, the thing that I'm working on for the next cohort is making my lessons a lot shorter and a lot more bite-sized so that it's easier for them to consume. Most of them are fine and they've, they've loved it. And I encourage them just watch the replay in two, two X, like, no offense. Like I, I do it all the time. I highly encourage you to just like zip through it as fast as you need to. Um, but, um, yeah, I would say those two things, like it's going to work out. You're going to, so, and that, that's, Amy talks about this, right? She's like, you don't fail unless if you're in the game. You don't, uh, if you're still in the game, you're not failing, right? And there's no way you can fail if you're still in the game. And the reason for that is like, if you keep moving forward, if you keep making progress, if you keep testing these things, if you keep getting guidance from somebody who's done it and from somebody who's, who's going to sh- maybe like kind of shortcut the process a bit for you, Uh, show you easier paths of least resistance, right? Invest in that because that will help you uh, reduce the number of things that you do try. But as long as you keep trying, you're going to find out what works, what doesn't work, keep asking, like, how can I do this better? Do I really need need to do this right now? Does this need to be as complicated as I'm making it be? How can I simplify? In my case, it's also, I I focus a lot on reducing costs for my business, Mm -hmm. Um, because the brand video Academy, you basically have a track where you can do this yourself. That is less cost for me because I'm teaching only. And then the other track, I actually hire a cinematographer to come and film you for a day. And then my team edits for you. That's the elite track, obviously price point a lot higher, Mm -hmm. but my hard costs are a lot higher there as well. And so I do look for help that's outsourced from abroad. And so there's, you know, some invested time in that, but for me, it's paid off because it's helped me keep my costs low in this beginning phase. And then I get to invest more in like learning and growth to build the business faster. And then I'm going to like shower these folks with bonuses, you know, like I can pay them in other ways, but just that's a kind of a business nugget that I've, I've sort of or, you know, chosen to do. And it's paid off for me um, as I look at ways to keep my costs low.
1: It, and you said you said something a couple points that I want to like go full circle on as well because it's your mindset on this um, is some people are afraid of. You know, failure as far as like not having the number of people that they want, and of course we all we see all these people with multi-million dollar launches and big six-figure launches and everything, and then it can be really humbling to have like the three initial people. And 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 what I love is like you embrace that, leaned in, and said, you know what, these are going to be my case studies. We're going to make these success stories. Like I'm going to be able to use and leverage their story and their finished products to then sell Mm -hmm. and leverage, you know, in the future. And I think a lot of people should, you know, it was so easy to go past that. And I just want to circle back Mm -hmm. to it because a lot of us would, you know, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that would in general just say, oh, only I only got three. Mm -hmm. And then they would like go in it half-heartedly, but it's Mm -hmm. like, no, I only have three. I can go all in with these individuals. Yeah, and and have even better results and then leverage those results to sell to many, you know, in the future. So I I just think that's like just something that was like said very quickly that I (laughs) was really
2: The reason I said it very quickly, Paul, is because I just feel like any sort of imposter syndrome or frustration are waste of resources. If you are focused on the goal that you have set out for yourself And I honestly, like, I do have a monetary goal. It's 10 million a year, but like, I don't think about that number. I just think about the progress. I think about moving forward and doing better and doing it more efficiently, et cetera, et cetera. But if you are focused on that, and if you believe that you're going to get there no matter what, which you are, if you stay the course. So that that's where like, it's, if I could scientifically prove that it's a part of your brain that you should just immediately shut off and never feed again. Because all it's going to do, it's like a hole in your bucket, a hole in your boat, and it's going to sink you if you don't, you know, don't close it and ignore it and move forward. Focus on moving, paddling that boat, close the (laughs) holes, paddle that boat, move forward, you know. Um, So any sort of like frustration, any sort of questioning whether you're the right person to do it, the answer for that is you're different than everyone else that might be saying something similar. It's you. You're different enough. You know, we're all different. And this is why I focus so much on personal story because that's the biggest differentiator is who you are. It's not what you teach. Honestly, like think of how there's competition for everything, not yet brand videos, but there will be, there's somebody else who's going to teach this. And, and, and yet, you know, how I teach it is different. How you teach business is different and people are going to connect with you guys the way they're not going to, you know, they're not going to connect with everyone the same way they connect with you. And so just focus, like imposter syndrome is not a thing. You are different enough, regardless of what exactly you're teaching may, may or may not be totally different from somebody else. It's just how you teach it is different. That's enough. Just move forward.
1: Now, let me, let me go full circle here because you now have success. We're not at that 10 million mark yet, but we're not also selling 25 cents. And, you know, we're we're like, we're like in you know, going in that direction, but, and even though you, you've had this transformation in a short period of time, it has been a result of you investing in some courses and and memberships that you had that, you know, you had that money to be able to leverage. Now, if we were to wipe your bank account clean right now, and you weren't in any of those courses, you weren't in any of those memberships and in those communities, and we were to challenge you to say, Hey, we're going to give you $500. How would you recreate or get, what would be your first steps? You can spend the money. You don't have to, but it's like, what what would you do right now to like re-ramp you back up again with the knowledge and expertise of what you have now, the wisdom you have now, Yeah. but we're just stripping down all your assets and you got to start over.
2: I would go on Facebook groups that are of my audience and do exactly what we talked about. Serve people left and right, be present. Social media doesn't cost us a thing, does it? You know, be present, show up every single day, um, give value, connect with people as a human, be funny when you need to be funny, be quirky where you need to be quirky. Like, what is your secret sauce of you? Like what makes you you and bring that to the table every single day, whether it's in a comment or whether it's how you show up on social. Connect, 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 social media is freaking free. Like just that is the biggest thing I would do. And then probably some of that rest of that money, would be spent on a VA to free up my time to do the things that matter most that I need to do. Um, And then I would uh, probably be paying some sort of (laughs) posting service for my site. And um, I do pay $20 a month for that tiny little video on the corner that you see on my website. And so many people have mentioned that video. It's incredible. My brain video isn't ready yet. So, Possibly when it becomes ready, I'll get rid of that little little bubble that pops up when you go on my website. But it's the tiny little introduction of me, and it, I really believe so much in this that it's twenty bucks a month that I don't think about. Um, so that would be part of the five hundred bucks.
1: Um,
2: and um, I can't think of anything else. No, no, oh, no, that's listen.
1: great. Yeah, that, go on yeah, a podcast. That, that's you covered great. a lot. Because <laughs> 90% of what you said costs little to no money at all. You, exactly. You could probably, right? you could probably go to cover. dinner on that money.
2: I <laughs> take you to lunch, Paul and Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Love it. Love We're
0: it. there. Mariana, this has been awesome. We've loved hearing you share your journey with us and just like all the successes you're already having and continuing to have. So before we wrap up, I um, just would love to hear if you have any final um, thoughts or words you'd like to share with our audience about uh, launching, uh, starting this online journey, anything you've learned along the way. You've already given so much, but anything you'd like yeah. to leave us with?
2: I think you guys know this and, and a lot of people that have gotten into action notice, I feel like you've brought up the folks that are stuck in inaction, And I would just say, you don't know it until you try. You don't learn anything until you do. Action creates clarity, as Amy says, you know, and don't be afraid to do it. There's no failing in this game, you know, and, and the more you do, the more you learn, the faster you grow. If you really believe in the dreams that you're going out to achieve, then stop being your own roadblock. And just focus on learning, doing, growing with, from that learning. And that's the only way to move forward. I love that. Love I love that.
0: Awesome. I know people are going to want to follow you and connect with you. So what's the best way that they can do that?
2: Yeah. So they can be one of my first fans with few reels to watch on Instagram. So instagram.com brandmagnetic brand um, magnetic. But there you'll also find the link to brandmagnetic.com, which is where the brand video starter guide is. It's a great way to kind of think about your story. um, Think about how you would create your story. It really is a good primer to get you started on how this brand video can be an amazing conversion tool for your business. Um, And yeah, if if they want to reach me on Instagram, I'm there all day. I love it. Oh my gosh, Mariana, thank you so much. This
0: has been awesome. And um, you're just making so many successes in that short period of time. And I know you've got big things coming and we just really appreciate you taking the time with us today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And I, and I know we're going to probably check in with you when you hit that million dollar mark, yeah. and that 10 million oh my mark. God, and then, we'll, yeah. then, we'll, then we'll take you up on your, your dinner offer. <laughs> <How's that? laughs>
2: Sounds great. <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: thank All you right, so much. Thanks
0: for having me guys.